License 26099E. SmartSense, brought to you by Smart Air Heating and Cooling. Right now, you can save up to $3,400 on a new comfort system. Whether your furnace is no longer working like it used to, or you want to get ahead of the summer heat, it's time to call the expert heating and cooling technicians at Smart Air. Call now and take advantage of this smart offer from Smart Air. Call 512-600-4311. That's 512-600-4311. Or visit SmartAirAustin.com. The Todd and Oz Show is live. Get in on the conversation at 512-836-0590. Now, here are Todd and Oz. 903 here on the Todd and Oz Show. You can join us, too, at 512-836-0590. Well, listen, uh, yeah, the month of February and uh, starting next uh, Monday, the 5th, is when you can begin to, you know, the process for adding some accessory dwelling units in your backyard here in Austin, Texas. Thanks to this home initiative, you can start to make some money renting out, um, you know, new properties in your backyard. Uh, as many as two units, an unlimited number of adults can live in uh, each one of those units. And uh, this is all the result of the upzoning, the home initiative uh, that was recently passed by the Austin City Council. That's right. That's right. So, uh you know, the, the Austin City Council continues to, to say that this is going to make things more affordable. This will make things more accessible. Uh, the home actually, uh, it, it's it's an acronym, and I, and I think it stands for like Home Options for Middle Income Empowerment. So they, yes. you know, they're really pushing this. You're going to be able to get a home. But I think what most of us understand is going to happen is eventually the developers will swoop in. Something goes on the market. They'll come in. They'll knock something down. They'll put up three units, and that none of them will be affordable. Yeah, there'll probably be a wave over the next uh, couple of years where developers uh, can go door-to-door trying to buy your property. And they're going to offer big bucks. Yeah. It may be too tempting to turn down. I think it will be hard for a lot of people to turn down. I mean, especially, you know, as everything is so expensive yeah. and breathing room has become so scarce for yeah. so many people. You know, what, what you used to be able to feel comfortable with, it's not anywhere close now. And now all of a sudden they're offering me, you know, Say six, seven hundred thousand dollars for my home. Maybe well, so. Sure, okay. I got a little breathing room finally. That's some life changing money right there for some people. Certainly could be. You have to move a little bit further out, you know, that sort of thing. But but I think you're right. And even the city says this is a great opportunity for property owners to uh to begin to rent out a couple of units in their backyard and make a living. Yeah. And it is a great opportunity. It <laughs> It truly is a great opportunity right now for people who are there uh, are, are gonna try this out. You know, you don't have to like it to recognize that. Some people are going to make a fortune, but nobody listening wants their neighbor to do it in their backyard. There's a lot of that out there. The, uh, what do they call them? NIMBYs? Yeah. Like actual, not in my, not sure. actually not in my backyard. All right, listen, uh, jump in at 512-836-0590. And uh, let's see, let's squeeze in, uh, well, squeeze in a couple of those calls. Let's go to uh, Rob. Rob wants to wait on the story about Ken Paxton, the attorney general, filing a lawsuit against five Texas cities, including Austin, San Marcos, Colleen, Elgin, and Denton, after these cities pass ordinances to eliminate the enforcement of low-level marijuana possession, basically decriminalizing. Yeah. Uh, and Rob in San Marcos this morning. You're one of the cities, man. Uh, good morning. Yeah, What's... I live in San Marcos. Yes, sir. I work in Austin. And uh, I, I'm, I vote Republican, obviously. I mean... And I do like to indulge in some marijuana now and then. If you know, he should just focus on the borders and leave us citizens alone. Mm. Focus on the illegals right now. You're more concerned okay. about you're more concerned about fentanyl as opposed to oh, uh, yeah. smoking a joint on your back patio. Absolutely. Yeah. That should be. I mean, that should be no different than drinking a beer. Yeah. I wonder is this the kind of issue 
that chases, uh, you know, independents away from the Republican Party? Absolutely. Yep. I have tons of independent friends that smoke that will not vote that way because they won't leave them alone about smoking. Yeah. A lot of independents well, are, are single or, or just, you know, like two-issue voters, well, let's and be that's clear. a big one. Let's be very clear. It is the law, right? It is the law. Yeah, it is, it is, it is yeah. and I respect the law to to an extent, obviously. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. But it's also, well, I mean, it hasn't been, the, you know, the federal prohibition is still there, and you can walk into a number of states right now in dispensaries and buy it legally, you know, like you could a candy bar at a 7-Eleven. Mm. So, you know, I mean, there, there's, oh, there's a gray some, area there. Well, not a candy bar. Let's be clear. You still got to be uh, of age. You can't just... Well, yeah. But yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, okay, all right. So An adult, yeah. But you know what I'm saying. Well, I'll buy a beer. Yeah. So, you know, Paxton saying, well, you know, you got to follow state laws. But, I mean, you know, the feds don't seem to care all these, what is it, like 25 states now that, mm -hmm. that have done something like that? Yeah. Or, yep. Well, we're keeping in mind, folks. About, I mean, every, worried about the wrong thing. Yeah, it's a waste of time. I'm with you, Rob. Everybody should keep in mind, too, man. We're in this phase where, uh, you know, a lot of people disobey the law. You know, disobey uh, Supreme Court decisions and things like that, yeah. right? Uh, Damon is on the Todd and Oz show this morning. Damon, what is on your mind? Good morning, gents. Yeah. Well, uh, you guys struck a nerve with me listening to, uh, you know, we're, we're about ready to go get those permits for the additional uh, housing on your property. Yep. Uh, I was about almost to the middle of the process of buying a duplex and it's on a great big lot in south austin mm -hmm. and uh they just raised the price one hundred fifty thousand dollars. wow yeah and and the owner said well there's now room to put two or three more more houses on here yeah so it's it's worth quite a bit more now it and there is the mission one hundred fifty thousand. so our our city council you know gidget person mm. who thinks this is going to lower property values Man, the it it is just the opposite. This may and, be and, this and may I got be, it in my face the other day. This may be one of the biggest economic booms for uh, the area since the invention of Google. Seriously, oh, it, well, it, 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 it may be, be one of the biggest investment opportunities for local property owners since in a long time. Mm -hmm. Right? It's a win for the city. The the, oh. the, uh, the already outrageous taxes are going to be even more outrageous, and I and I really fear that they're going to say, "Oh well, you could put." two or three more units on there. So we're going to raise your taxes. Absolutely. Will. That's exactly more. what they'll Absolutely. do. Absolutely. Your property values are going to go up because you could put a couple yeah, of rental my, properties back there. Yeah. My, my, my taxes have gone up 350% since I bought my house. Wow. And, and now they're going to come back and say, Oh, well the value is even higher. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm scared to death. I may actually decide to leave Austin soon. Are you going to buy that uh, duplex? No, no, not now. Uh, what'll, I know what will happen, though. A developer will buy it or a real estate company. You know, uh, Adler, Adler's company will buy it yeah. and stick two or three crappy homes on it and uh, rent it for the next 50 years. A couple of That's SRTs back there, a couple of short-term rentals. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's bad, but it's, well, it's about to hit as widespread. Let me ask you this, because it sounds like you know a lot about this story as, a, as an investor and uh, you know, a property owner. David, I'm just curious. How long will it take for the city to, to uh, reach its ultimate goal of uh, gentrifying the people they don't want in this city? Uh, you know, a lot of us are hard-headed and stubborn. So I, I, I think it's going to be 10 or 12 years. Mm. But I, I think the, the city infrastructure is going to crumble and decay to such a point, they won't be able to get there. Mm. And so, I mean, between no cops and no law enforcement poor you know we don't have clean drinking water on a regular basis uh it's all it's all going to hell in a hand cart it sure is. so 
I, I don't think they're going to make it to their their goal. Yeah. But it's going to be a rough road until they abandon ship. Yeah. But think yeah. about this too. Think, think about that's that's uh, that is an immediate example of how the city touches something and then all of a sudden something costs more. The reason yep. they're doing this home initiative is because of affordability issues. And 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 and, and he Dale just gave us a, a, an immediate example of how their efforts backfired. Yeah, yeah. And it'll eventually everything will get so expensive here that it'll force everybody farther and farther outside of the city. Um, and of course, at the same time, so you'll have to drive in, but. You know, you've got all these people that they don't want the upgrades to I-35, and of course, the Project Connect's not going to give you any sort of robust transit lines. You'll get a line, uh, and, and so you know, it, nothing's going to get easier for anybody living around here in the coming years. It's just not, not, not if they keep going forward with this kind of. You stuff. You just don't see it. Uh, well, I mean, they say that you know the affordable homes for those folks will be in the backyard. In a tiny, you'll have to live in uh, you know two hundred square feet. That's that's the American dream, right? Living in somebody's backyard. Yes. <laughs> Congratulations, Austin. Thank you for helping us realize the American dream. Woo-woo-woo. Backyard living. Nine sixteen here on the Todd and Oz show, and yeah, you could join us at five one two eight three six zero five ninety. In the race to get party nominations, the Democrats have turned their backs on democracy. They're having no debates whatsoever, and Joe Biden is their candidate. And, uh, well, there's still a race to get the, the, the GOP nomination. However, you know, the polls are indicating that, uh, well, it's Donald Trump's nomination to lose. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, it, it's it's becoming abundantly clear uh, that, that Nikki Haley is, is losing her grip on, on the race even in her own backyard, he's up 35 points, I think, in the last poll that I saw. And not only that, I mean, we assume, you know, it's going to be Donald Trump. And polling I'm seeing here from Bloomberg, Morning Consult, Donald Trump beats Joe Biden in seven out of seven swing states. Wow. Uh, in a head-to-head matchup, Arizona, Georgia, Michigan, Nevada, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Trump wins them all. Uh, some by as many as 10 points. In North Carolina, he's got, he's got Trump 49-39. If you throw RFK into the mix, uh, Trump still beats Biden. Oh, really? In all seven of seven. Wow. Uh, when Kennedy's adding Biden, uh, Biden dips below 40 in six of the seven swing states. Uh, he's at 31% in Nevada, a reliably blue state, 32 in North Carolina, which was once a swing state. So uh, it's, I mean, it's not looking good for Biden. Now. I think the Democrats, Democrats have got to be terrified. I mean, this this is the guy that they've chosen to throw oh. all everything in, into the cart with Joe Biden. Oh, they're not they're, even interested in Dean Phillips, anybody like that. Nothing. Oh, they're 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 incredibly terrified. They've been texting and harassing all morning long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and Biden's favorability rating in in uh, in those seven swing states just about thirty eight percent, fifty eight percent view him unfavorably. So he's and I <laughs> I'm I'm surprised the numbers really aren't bigger. Sure. I mean, considering just how horrible everything is right now everywhere. Yeah. Uh, Not everything, but, you know. People still have their doubts about election integrity, which is understandable, right? There's so many stories out there to make people doubt things. And, you know, the thing is, uh, the the really only solution is to have uh, voter ID. That's the only way to guarantee a fair, reasonable, responsible election that everybody could count on. It's the only way. A true voter ID. Still, the left doesn't like that idea. They see that as yeah. racist. Yeah, there's never really been. I mean, that's that's always the argument. There's never really been a, a, a salient argument made against voter ID. I mean, it just seems like one of the most basic things. It's 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 very much common sense. It's yeah. very, very much you know only citizens should be allowed to vote, right? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. oh, I know that sounds racist, right? 
it sounds racist to have the opinion that only U.S. citizens should be allowed in votes in American elections. Think about that. That's, that's, how, that's how much the left has uh, manipulated the narrative. It's ridiculous because it, it has nothing to do with race. Canadians can't vote, you know, if they're not American citizens. Uh, you know, Russians can't come over here if they're not a Norwegian. I mean, it's not, it has nothing to do with race. Yeah. It's, it's purely an issue of are you an American citizen or not? No, go somewhere else uh, and, and enjoy yourself on the day because you're not going to be voting here. Today. Listen, there's a lot of states, there's, a, there's many cities that, that still want election day voter registration. Election, election day voter election registration. day voter registration. Yeah, that sounds uh, like it could be uh, fraught with uh, you know some issues, right? Yes, it could, right? Anything that would give the appearance of some kind of fraud, even if it doesn't you know lead to fraud, should be questioned, right? You got you got countries across the globe that can that can take millions and millions of votes and, and have have a decision that day. Uh, we we it takes us days, or, or in the case of like Bush Gore, weeks to come to a, a conclusion on on a lot of elections nowadays so can you imagine the uh, the same day election registration you know election day registration uh, how how would they be able to process any of that in, in one day and then let them run in and go vote and then we get all of our votes tallied you know in any timely fashion it's it would not work. Yeah. Jump in at 512-836-0590. Uh, let's squeeze in. Uh, uh, Mike is in Georgetown this morning. Mike, good morning. Yes, hi. Good morning. Yeah, n- none of the illegal laws that were passed by the swing state judges were, were allowed to do what they did back in uh, 2020, which should have all been done by the state legislators. None of that has been done. I'm losing you, man. Uh, your, your phone's cutting out there. Try, try calling back. Sorry, man. I, I did you? I couldn't hear what he said there. Yeah. Well, he was basically saying that the laws that were enacted under COVID have not been undone, and so therefore the Democrats aren't worried uh, about their chances in the election. Folks in Kentucky, they could uh, no longer use their university issued identification cards as their primary voter ID under a bill that cleared the Republican-controlled Senate this week along party lines. Uh, Republican Secretary of State Michael Adams in Kentucky decried the legislation, Senate Bill 80, in, a, in an interview. Uh, he, you know, looking at the upcoming presidential election, Adams says it's important to have a law that actually is enforceable uh, and not struck down in the courts. He said fo- photo ID laws in other states have been upheld if they permit university-issued IDs uh, proving a voter's identity. Well... I, I mean, is a college ID enough to vote in I, the state of Texas? Well, let me ask you this. I mean, you know, if you go into a bar, is a bar going to accept your college ID as as proof that you're of age to get in there? Uh, they they would probably recognize you as being at least eighteen to get in that bar. Yeah, but well, they probably shouldn't use it at the bar itself to sell you a drink. No, so so there's. I mean, you know, I is if it's a state college. Is it is that considered some sort of state issued ID? I, don't, I mean, I wouldn't think so. I, I don't think a college ID alone is enough. I don't either. I, I'm just I'm trying to play devil's advocate here because I don't. I'm with you. I don't think it's enough. Universities, uh, you know, uh, allow you know non citizens uh, on campus, right? So they, they're allowed to come there and get an education, mm-hmm. and just using that voter ID in a local city election. I don't. I don't think so. I don't like that. I I, I believe a bill that would require a, a, a state issued identification card is. There's nothing wrong with that. No. And let's say you can't get a, uh, maybe you can't get a driver's license because of whatever, this happened, that happened. You can still get a state-issued, just regular old identification Easy card. to get in Texas. They Extreme. give them out, man. They get them out. Yeah. 
You just go down to DPS, you could get a voter, you know, some sort of state-issued ID. We have, we have buses, public transit. We do have buses and public transit, despite what people in Austin will say, oh, we don't have enough. Well, we do have some. They'll get you where you need to go. You could also take an Uber, you could take a cab, you could ride a bike, you could walk. There are all these excuses. Uh, to me, uh, the, the whole issue, excuse of, well, it's, it's racist, that's not a legitimate argument right. ag- against a voter ID law. That's just being lazy, low-hanging fruit is what that is. It is uh, 923 here on the Tide and Oz Show, and you could join us too. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis no longer on the campaign trail. He's holding a press conference as we speak talking about the mishandling of the migrant crisis. Let's listen in live. Uh, and there are many, many costs. We now have more... Uh, fentanyl deaths on a day on a yearly basis than we've ever had it's been going up and up uh, we've done a lot to stop that here in Florida and we've had some success in slowing slowing the problem but when you have this much coming in I mean I I think they just did what was it 15,000 pills uh, that they just seized uh, in Florida uh, fentanyl pills they were disguised as oxycotton they were really fentanyl and just so and I've been doing this now for years raising the alarm on it when you talk to parents who've lost kids from fentanyl poisoning a lot of times it's in one of those situations they think they're taking an oxy cotton or something which you know they shouldn't be doing but if it's laced with fentanyl you could be poisoned to death right there so all of those a fake oxy cotton with that are fentanyl you know those are potential death sentences to anyone that takes it and so we see that and the, the human toll has been incredible that this is happening biden has the authority to close this border today if he wanted to. He lacks the will to get the job done. He lacks the capacity to see the problem for what it is and to get the job done. And so the American people are basically left scrambling uh, and they're left to have to deal with this uh, all on their own. Now, we've done a lot. Uh, FHP troopers uh, since 2021, they've intercepted 150,000 illegal aliens um, and they have been instrumental in generating over 2,000 human trafficking and human smuggling charges in the state of Texas. Our National Guard have helped staff observation points, patrols, uh, and they have helped with fencing and barriers. Uh, Our Florida Department of Law Enforcement has assisted Texas DPS with arrests of uh, criminal aliens, including violent gang members. And Florida Fish and Wildlife has deployed hundreds of officers, over 500 four-wheel drive patrol trucks, and 24 vessels to assist in patrolling the border uh, along the Rio Grande River. So we have stepped up probably more than any other state has stepped up. Okay, so there... Florida Governor Ron DeSantis uh, talking about uh, the lack of real border security and the problems plaguing his state and and the help that he sent to uh, the Lone Star State to help Governor Greg Abbott here. Yeah, yeah, one, I, I think one, 25 states or something like that that, that has so far offered to assist the state yeah. of Texas? Yeah. Democrats know exactly the problems that are being created. Joe Biden, uh, the administration, they, they know exactly what is happening. They understand the, the trauma that families are. They truly do understand it. They're okay with it because they're playing the long game. Mm. Turning Texas blue is okay with a little bit of damage today. Right. The right. means justify the ends for the, uh, for the progressive left. Mm-hmm. They don't care about the wake of destruction that's left in the path. The only goal they have in mind is turning Texas blue.
9.32 here on the Todd and Oz Show. And yeah, you can join us. Yeah, jump in anytime at 512-836-0590. She's a big fat hooker and she's been drugging men and stealing their money. Yeah, the Austin Police Department is seeking the community's help in identifying this big, ugly, nasty woman suspected of drugging and robbing multiple victims in the downtown entertainment district. She has taken advantage of many people. This woman is linked to incidents uh, in the entertainment district as early as uh, 2022 and as, as recent as December 2023. Complete and total loser. She's a big, fat hooker stealing your money. Investigators say male victims were possibly drugged, their credit cards were taken, their cell phones were taken, and this big, fat, ugly hooker has stolen more than 75,000 uh, purchases and fraudulent uh, transactions with those stolen credit cards. Mm. Oh, oh, boy. She's built like a linebacker. She's a big old ugly, fat hooker, five foot six, <laughs> described with a heavy build and wears too much makeup. That according on, to the man. police reports. We got a picture of this big, fat ugly hooker on our website at newsradioklbj.com. So, you need to see the picture because if you're at a local bar, fellas, and a big, fat, ugly hooker approaches you, slips you a Mickey, <laughs> she may steal your cell phone, she may steal your wallet. Come here, little girl. I, you listen, you, you know, looking at these pictures... Am but I wrong? Fellas. Am I wrong? No, I'm, I, it's just, this is, it's like... I'm just reporting the truth. This is one of those situations where you shouldn't be... You, you're you're at, you're doing it all wrong. You, you got to use the right brain. I'll donate my in a spermazola. Like this. Yeah, and and certainly in one of these pictures, yeah, she looks like a drag queen from a John Waters movie. And she's 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 lifted about seventy five k worth of stuff from these guys. Desperate fellas, apparently, apparently desperate. Well, any uh, in, any woman that would do that, or any person that would do that, uh, might also uh, drug them and lure them to a, a, a local river and push them in. Oh well, you're thinking there may be a connection. I don't with, know with last year's. I don't know. I just want to investigate. I'm just asking questions. I don't know, but I know if a big fat ugly hooker is willing to drug men and steal their money and wallets, she might be willing to push them into the river. <laughs> Well, yeah, I, I certainly possible. Yeah, I, 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 I. So she's been she's been making she's been scamming these guys for what I guess about a what it's in, say January of twenty two to December of twenty two, almost two years. Almost two years. She was running this scam. She's taking advantage of a lot of people here locally. A yeah. lot of guys fall in that water over and, those two and, years. I'm telling you, fellas, uh, you go to the website, check out the picture, just uh, just to alert yourself. Uh, there's no way she could be on a milk carton because she's just too damn big. <laughs> So you you got to go to the website to, to well, check well, what, what I'm just I'm just being honest I'm just trying to tell the truth here that's all no you're right you're, you're absolutely right hundred percent Jonathan is on the Todd and Oz show this morning Jonathan what's going on yes yes uh huh yeah I wanted to weigh in on the college ID uh, using utilizing that as a, as a method to uh, to vote I, I'm I'm under I don't understand where the Democrats are missing the point, and, and maybe I'm saying that they're not at all. They keep saying that democracy is on the line and that we want free and fair elections. No, what they want is open and accessible elections, just like the border. Yeah. Anyone that's been at the airport recently would know that not only are they pushing for your driver's license, they're pushing for updated driver's license with real ID. Right. Yeah, yeah. Why is, it, why is it that the safety of domestic air travel is is more important than the safety of our democracy when it comes to voting in America. 
this turnstile at the border is just one one cog in, in, in their way of overthrowing how we do elections. Jonathan, and, be, and, Jonathan, Jonathan, just get right to it. It's election interference is what it is. The open border is election interference. 100%. And if you have an open border and now you're trying to make it even more accessible to vote, anyone from any country can get a can come to America and, and get a college ID. They, they, they can they can be a college student and not be an American citizen and have the right to vote. Right. How are you going to justify the ability for that to be considered an ID? Yeah. Good point. No, spot on. No, you're 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 one hundred percent. You're preaching to the choir, Jonathan. Yep. yep. Uh, it is uh, nine thirty seven here on the Todd and Oz show. Uh, uh, jump in at five one two eight three six zero five ninety. There's a story in the news this morning about uh, I guess some ne'er do wells that led police on multiple chases. <laughs> In one day, it, it was kind of like it was kind of like a three pronged police chase. Just another, and 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 the the sheriff in this county, it's in South Carolina, mm-hmm. uh, Lorenz County, mm-hmm. and they're calling them um, uh, wannabe body, uh, wannabe Bonnie and Clyde's, arrested after leading police in a chase in a in a spray painted car, yeah. complete with a dog and a cat. Wait a minute, wait a minute, spray painted? Yeah, the whole car spray paint. I'll get to it. Yeah, okay. so so deputies tried to pull uh, pull over this fella. Uh, he was uh, Joshua Harvey is his name. He refused uh, to pull over and he led officers on a pursuit across Greenville County line. Deputies decided to call off the chase. So they got away. Mm-hmm. Right. Deputies then encountered the car recklessly driving about 245 that afternoon after canvassing the area around his house. The vehicle this time, though, was spray painted white now oh, to trick the deputies. Oh. Chase ensued once again. Second traffic stop failed uh, due to safety reasons around a school zone. Deputies then picked up on the uh, chase again on Highway 14 later on in the day, going on uh, toward uh, I-385. They found the spray-painted car driving recklessly and unlawfully. Finally, were able to disable the car. Inside, they found what they're calling his paramour, a woman, a lady friend, uh, a dog, a cat, and about a half dozen chickens. Wow. Teabaggers. All wow. inside. Uh, he's charged with failure to stop. Uh, DUI, two counts of ill treatment of animals. They had no idea the uh, the farm was back there. Apparently huh? not. Man, I think my favorite part though, if you see the picture of it, it's a it's you a dark uh, little old good. Honda sedan, and they they spray painted a bunch of white on it, but not all of it. In fact, not even most of it. Mm-hmm. I think my favorite part of this is not the chickens. It's that they thought that that. I mean, that's basically like putting a, a fake mustache and a hat on a card, and you're like, yeah, this is nobody's gonna spot us now. You are looking good. About the worst paint job you'll ever see. That's awesome, man. So they're locked up. They got them. Yeah, they got them. I, oh, I, don't, I don't know why they're calling yeah, them a modern-day Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah. I mean, they, they, weren't, they weren't out, you know. They were just they were just joyriding with some chickens. Don't even start. Spray-painted oh, car. Oh, man. Through South Carolina. They look exactly like you would expect them. It is what it is. Yeah. I mean, you take that mental picture you have... In your head, like, what do they, do they look like? Yes, they do. They look exactly like How do you like know? That. You've never seen me naked. Yeah. It's a great story. I Man, love this. what a story. I love Man. this. A three-pronged police chase. That's amazing. They were serious about it. They were serious about their crimes. You're serious they didn't want to paint their caught. car thinking they were going to get away. They didn't want to get caught. I don't bam, think they have bam, a future bam. in auto detail. Yeah, apparently uh, the group Take Our Border Back, uh, the truckers, uh, they made their way into uh, Dripping Springs last night, right? Yeah. On their way to other portions of the uh, southern border, bringing attention nationwide to this uh, this border crisis. 
I, I didn't see how many uh, were coming through, but it was quite a few last night. Yeah, and they were met with quite a bit of fanfare, too. A lot yeah. of people saw them, you know, kind of posting up on the side of the road there, sure. cheering them on. And uh, there were some, um, I forget where, where I saw, but the, one of the TV stations interviewed a, a fella. He was a trucker, and he was he was just joining in along. We decided, you know what? Yep, I'm going. Yeah. And so there was a lot of that, too. I bet you they're picking up a lot of people along the, the whole stretch of it. Uh, I didn't catch how large the convoy was, but uh, before it got to Dripping Springs, KXAN went out to talk with some of the supporters, I guess, that gathered uh, just to, uh, to watch the arrival. Mm. Here's what uh, they had to say talking with uh, uh, KXAN before the, the convoy arrived. It's a way that I can say thank you to those guys. Enjoy. A, a pay. This is like Fourth of July for me. This is a patriotic get-together. I, I ran across this on uh, the social media. How cool would that be if... Everybody coming in went through a checkpoint, ergo a port of entry. We, we want a secure border. I mean, you see the writing, it's like immigration is great, but crossing the border, I think we're going into the evasion. It's just that we want our presence known. We represent a lot of people that can't be here. And the governor, we want to support him and his trying to get it under control. There you go. Just some of the folks that uh, KXAN spoke with uh, there in Dripping Springs. Yeah. I, you know, there's. I think a lot of people are excited about this. I think it will send somewhat of a message. Uh, I, I, but, um, you know, at the end of the day, I, I unfortunately don't think that they're going to get much policy change through their, their action down there. Well, there hasn't been a whole lot of uh, participation yet. No. Uh, they're still building and yeah. uh, not as many as uh, they anticipated last night. What are, are, isn't this supposed to be like a two-week thing? I think so. A couple weeks. Yeah. It is uh, 947. Check this out. Uh, the group is called the Wren Collective. That's W-R-E-N. Wren Collective. It's a Texas group that has, uh, you know, wielded some significant influence in uh, Travis County and in Bear County, specifically with the district attorneys there. Uh, well, uh, during uh, a Bear County District Attorney Joe Gonzalez's time in office, uh, operates under the umbrella, by the way, of this California nonprofit, according to uh, KSAT. Well, this week, uh, they obtained hundreds of pages of communication between the Wren Collective and their founder, Jessica Brand, an Austin-based attorney, uh, D.A. Joe Gonzalez, and his first assistant, Christian Hendrickson. And basically, uh, the working relationship between the D.A.'s offices, which uh, dates back to at least January of 2019, uh, the same month that Gonzalez uh, took office, had not been publicly acknowledged by the D.A.'s office until this week. Now, the Wren Collective is a nonprofit, limited liability company, and uh, and basically that's that's according to their records. And uh, the business address is on file for the state, uh, has them uh, based here in Austin. And basically, the group touts itself as an online strategic advisory firm. Uh, they operate a .com and a .org website, and and basically their job is to. I don't know. Help these progressive DAs be successful in making cities less safe. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I know that's not their ultimate goal, but that's what they're doing. They're yeah. Well, they, so they they they're uh, they're made up of former public defenders, right? And and they just they say they want to reimagine the way that the country approaches criminal justice, and they offer heavy. I mean, they they from what according to these KSAT records, these investigations there out of San Antonio, this group was heavily involved in a lot of the uh, the discussions for policy and what I need to do with migrant flights. And, uh, you know, all, all these different dealing with cop shootings and, and uh, getting charges dropped mm. for, uh, you know, the, the guy, the bad guy that got shot. Uh, they have a lot of influence, apparently. And it's an Austin attorney. So you have to assume there's probably the same thing here. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think it's uh, that's safe to assume. What's their ultimate goal? 
just uh, help progressive DAs accomplish what their stated goals are? I mean, on their website, they, it, it says they want to reimagine the way our country approaches the criminal justice. Okay. Um, but, you know, it, it's like uh, they, they've, they've, had, uh, they've, they've written op-eds and talking points for, uh, what's his name, Gonzalez down there, the DA uh, in, in Bayer County. Uh, the, you know, the Wren Collective specifically have put the words into his mouth. saying, And so, you know, they're, they're basically uh, what seems to be kind of a somewhat uh, secretive, quiet, but very uh, influential activist group made up of public defenders. Is it safe to say that this Wren Collective, this group of lawyers that have been helping the Bear County DA with his soft on crime approach is helping our Travis County DA as well? I mean, you'd have to assume. At least the same mentality. You'd have to assume that there's been at least, you know, they're, they're, because KSAT, I guess they uncovered hundreds of, of uh, text messages uh, between this group and and the DA down there, and the DA's office, the Rincle and, and in fact, uh, when I guess uh, they started getting a little concerned that, you know, some of their communications may, you know, may come up for, public information requests. And so as of September, from what I understand, the DA down there has uh, requested that all communications between him and the Wren Collective just be done through uh, through his personal email instead of work email. That sounds fishy. It does. It does. Why are they hiding something? I, well, you'd have to guess that, that, that there's something. Um, you know, he's, like I said, Gonzalez reached out to, uh, to this group uh, regarding, uh, for talking points about migrant flights that were orchestrated by Ron DeSantis. Uh, sharing details about conversations he had with Sheriff Javier Salazar on the issue, things that probably were not necessarily, you know, things that Javier Salazar probably didn't want getting out. You know, probably private conversations, things like that. Sure. Uh, but it seems it sounds to me like based on these these articles here that this, this group wields a considerable bit of of, uh, of power behind yeah. the scenes with your with your prosecutors. Listen, uh, Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin is hosting his first press conference since disappearing and being hospitalized. Uh, he says he didn't handle this the right way. Uh, Vandy, can we join that in progress? Uh, Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin. Well, so. What about December 22nd when you went to the hospital the first time? Was the staff aware? And if so, why didn't they tell the White House? When, when I went to the hospital on December 22nd, uh, it was, I went in for that procedure. Uh, my duties were transferred to the deputy. That was planned, and, uh, and I decided to stay in the hospital overnight. Didn't have to, decided to stay there overnight. Uh, because of the anesthesia that was involved. Uh, and then the next day, later in the afternoon, early evening, we transferred uh, authorities back. Don't talk about your staff. Okay. Was but your staff aware? And why didn't they Peter? the White House? Mm -hmm. Mr. Secretary, first of all, we wish you good health and thank you for taking our questions. We hope you have a quick recovery. I have two questions. I'll start with the first one on your hospitalization. You were hospitalized for days before you informed the White House or the Commander-in-Chief of your condition and your absence. Anyone else within the military chain of command would have faced reprimand or even dismissal. Why shouldn't that same standard apply to you, sir? Well, let me just say that, uh, uh, thanks for the question, that, that we didn't get this right. And as I said, I take full responsibility for, uh, for uh, the department's actions. Uh, in terms of why uh, on the second notification was, was not made to the White House, uh, that information was available. Uh, I'm not sure uh, at this point uh, what exactly happened, but I think details uh, will, uh, 
will play out as a review is, is conducted. So. Okay, let's follow up about the situation overseas right now and the deliberation in regards to strikes. There have been more than 160 strikes on American targets across the region, as you noted, since October. Why has the U.S. waited until American service members were killed to escalate its response? Well, um, as you know, we've responded a number of times uh, and taken out uh, um, uh, first of all, th their attacks, uh, many of them, most of them are going to be ineffective, many of, and most of them we're going to defend ourselves against. Uh, and um, uh, whenever we uh, conduct a, uh, a strike, we're going to hit at what we're aiming at, we're going to take away capability, we're going to we're going to do what we're do, uh, uh, desiring to do. Uh, and so this, this particular attack um, was egregious in that it, you know, the attack um, was on uh, the sleeping area of one of, of, of our base. And, and again, uh, we have, uh, uh, we've, Qatab Hezbollah and, and other uh, elements uh, continue to um, uh, attack our troops. Uh, and, uh, and again, I think at this point, uh, we, we should, uh, it's time to, uh, to take away even more capability than we've taken in the past. And in terms of the, the t you use the term escalation. We've not described what our, what our response is going to be, uh, but we look to hold the people uh, that are responsible for this accountable. And we also look to make sure that uh, we continue to take away capability from them as we go forward. That's good. There you go. All right. That's uh, Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin, his first press conference since, uh, you know, revealing that he was in the hospital. Uh, you know, so there you go. He definitely didn't handle it right. The Todd and Oz Show, weekday mornings 5 to 10 on News Radio KLBJ. License 26099E. SmartSense, brought to you by Smart Air Heating and Cooling. Right now, you can save up to $3,400 on a new comfort system. Whether your furnace is no longer working like it used to, or you want to get ahead of the summer heat, it's time to call the expert heating and cooling technicians at Smart Air. Call now and take advantage of this smart offer from Smart Air. Call 512-600-4311. That's 512-600-4311. Or visit SmartAirAustin.com.